Hey, Janay. Hey. <laughs> so look, Janay was telling me earlier that she's been um, taking these, we'll say meds, okay? I'm not gonna say what they're for unless she wants to share, but she's- No, I don't know what to share. Okay, but she's been taking these meds, right? And, and it just, the fact that she was even talking about giving herself these meds when she kind of doesn't need them in the first place made me think of survivors welcome to destination 180 a horror podcast where we take you through the ride that are these horror movies and we're going to be talking about 2020's run and john a y'all can't see me i always smile crazy when she says my <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> What did you, I want to ask you? What did you think of it? I know you you were you were talking about it last week. You were like, "Wait, I confused the two movies." So now we're finally here. Yeah. So with this movie, I do I did like it. Um, now I watched it a few times as as I normally do, and it appeals to a certain audience. Um, without giving any spoilers away, if you are very into true crime. If you love a thriller, if you love a mystery, this is the movie for you. If you're the type of person that doesn't really want a lot of gore, you don't want all that crazy stuff that a lot of horror movies quote unquote have, you know how people do, this is a good movie for you. I know a lot of people um, will say, well, this isn't a horror movie and this is a, da, da, da. it's not, it's, it's a thriller and that's perfectly fine. But for what it is, it's a good movie for what it is. How did you find this movie? Taking it back to last week when I was explaining <laughs> how I found um, Spell. Right. I found a list of movies that came out this year. And out of all of the movies that were on, the, well, horror movies that came out this year, Mm-hmm. Not this year. Ooh, we're in 2021. Oh I my god, like, we are. <laughs> uh, it's like when we were little and you had to write the date and you just write the wrong year <laughs> for like three months. <laughs> okay, rewind. I was looking at a list of movies that came out in 2020, horror movies. Mm-hmm. And Run and Spell were, besides Freaky, Run and Spell were like the two that looked interesting. But at the same time, I really didn't think Run... So I saw the synopsis of it, and based off the synopsis, I really thought that it was a remake of a mm-hmm. movie that Hulu, or a series that Hulu just did. Mm-hmm. So, because it has that same plot line, storyline, as a real true crime movie. Yeah, well, her. Not even a true crime movie. It's a case about, uh, what's her name? Gypsy Rose? Yes. And her mom mm-hmm. uh, doing the same thing. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, Basically, the sh- the movie, the act, or the show, the series, whatever on Hulu, the act, um, Gypsy Rose is in the same predic- predicament. Her mom faked her illnesses to get attention, had her get all these unnecessary surgeries and take all these unnecessary yeah. medications because she was never sick. Then she decided to plot with her boyfriend and kill her mama. So this remi- movie reminded me of that minus the plotting with the the boyfriend to kill the mama right so it was very much true crime for me Mm -hmm. um so that's how i found it i liked it because it screamed to that true crime in me so yeah i figured you would like this more because it is up your true crime alley so when last week i was gushing about it i knew you were gonna definitely like it just off that aspect 
But go ahead and tell me, like, who directed this movie? Okay, so it was directed by Anish Shag- Shaganti. He said his name earlier. I was watching the extras on Hulu, and he said his name earlier, so I'm totally sorry if you ever listen to this. Um, <laughs> it was produced by Natalie Kwasabin, which, mm-hmm. was, which is interesting, but mm-hmm. I'll get to that later. Um, and Seb Ohanan. Ohanian. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Anish and Seb as well, and it stars Sarah Paulson, who I love, and Kiera mm-hmm. Allen, who is a newcomer. Let me stop you right there. Now, when I saw that Sarah Paulson was going to be in this movie, a lot of people at this point, I had been hearing. Now, I heard about this movie before we watched it for the podcast. I just, I don't know, a lot of 2020 movies, some were on my radar, some weren't. But at this time, when I heard about it, a lot of people were, I guess, having burnout of Sarah Paulson. Have you heard about that? Not of her burnout. Like mm-hmm. being tired No, not her being, being burnt out. Like people no, were burnt out of her. Like tired of seeing her. I haven't yeah. heard that. But I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Because you got to <laughs> think she's in this movie. She was in Ratcheted. She's been in American Horror Story. Yeah. So, and it's also her always playing crazy. Exactly. And also Bird Box. I feel like Bird Box is probably the only movie she probably didn't play too much crazy. But Wait, she was in Bird Box? Mm-hmm. She was the sister. Oh. Remember in the very beginning when she uh, ran into the truck? Very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it was at the, yeah. Yeah, she plays crazy. But yeah, she plays crazy. But to be honest with you, I don't really have Sarah Paulson burnout. Now, see, I feel like we live in a generation where we're used to people just coming and going and we're not used to the the JLC generation or, okay, now, for God's sake, Strider the 13th has had so many different final girls, but we're not used to a consistent final girl jlc being jamie lee curtis like we're not used to somebody just um not even being a final girl in sarah paulson's aspect i mean more as like having somebody who is consistent like a danielle harris or um i'll throw heather Langenkamp in there just because she's been in a few movies or you know just a few somebody who has a presence like we had samara weaving for a few movies, but I feel like she's doing other projects now. But I feel like Sarah Paulson basically is starting to become a name in horror, or maybe she's trying to build a name in horror is what I feel. So I don't necessarily have burnout from her. I want to see what else she has to offer outside of playing crazy, though. Yeah, because she plays crazy too well. And mm-hmm. I just look at the screen like, my God, are you really crazy? Mm-hmm. Just like that girl in, um, she, in Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and she played uh joe's girlfriend last season in you that girl she played yeah. crazy very well yes and it annoys me because i'm like are you really crazy or do you just play it so she convinced me i hear that i hear that season three of you is supposed to drop very very soon and i'm just telling you guys i thought it was march is it march those who have iphones i have an app called tv time it mm-hmm. is the best thing ever you get to keep track of all the shows that you watch especially if you like to binge watch things and you go through different seasons and stuff, you can keep track of it. And especially like if you like to watch like Batwoman and All-American and stuff like me, it'll show you like when something's coming back on, how many days left until the new season starts. So according to this app, I don't see it coming within the next 26 days. Maybe. Does it say anything? Not, not for the next 26 days, no. Okay, that's how far it goes on the app. Yeah, so, but I'm ready. 
I am ready. I am. Trust me, I want to know who the neighbor is. I feel like it's his mama. I do too. <laughs> Don't ask me why I think that, but for some reason that's just in my head. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, those are the um really only two really main characters with Sarah Paulson. She played Diane Sherman, which is mm-hmm. Chloe Butler, and then Kiera Allen, who's a newcomer who plays Chloe Sherman. Right. Um, and then you have like your mailman, who's Pat Healy, mm-hmm. the nurse, uh, the voice of whoever she calls on the phone at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> in the movie. But it's really just Sarah and Kiera right. throughout the whole entire movie. It gives the movie an advantage, and it gives it a disadvantage as well. Right. But we'll talk about it. So, I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. did you watch any extras for Hulu, on Hulu? The only time I've ever watched Hulu is to watch Sailor Moon. I just started, oh, actually, no, no, no. I watched Cabin in the Woods, like, a few years back. Like, like I've had Hulu for a second, but it's not always my main choice. So, I really don't know how to use all the extra features. So, I'm going to okay. say there was an extra or a behind the scenes view of what happened in the movie. And that's when the director said that run is heavily influenced by Hitchcock movies and Mm -hmm. M. Night Shyamalan. Mm -hmm. I can see that it's Hitchcock in the way of it's showing the bomb under the table to the audience. So what I mean by that is we know something's going to happen, but now we're just waiting for it to blow up. Like, waiting on it to happen. For example, skipping ahead in the movie, there's a lot of parts we don't know if somebody's going to make it somewhere in time and enough time to figure something out or get something done. And it might happen or it might not happen. It's a lot of that going on. And M. Night Shyamalan, we don't, I don't have to say anything for how it's that. It's, it's there. It's very evident. And we'll talk about it. I won't say it now, but We'll talk about it. Um, I'm pretty sure you saw this. Although it was a Hulu original, this is still scheduled to have a theatrical release sometime this year. Now, I hear that it actually was in theaters before it got pulled. This was supposed to come out and be around Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And this movie is the perfect movie to come out around Mother's Day. You and your mom go, this is a perfect lifetime, oxygen, now, when um, all of this happened and it was taken out of its theatrical circuit, Hulu bought it and they aired it around November, which, you know, that has to change up the marketing and the feel for it as well. But to see that it's still going to get a theatrical release, I wonder, is that going to do any wonders for it, considering it's already out on VOD? Did you happen to see the trailer by chance? No, I didn't watch the trailer only mm. because... I didn't want to spoil it for myself. So I saw the synopsis when I was looking up the movie, but I didn't watch the trailer. And then after the movie, I still didn't watch the trailer. (laughs) Right. So I watched the movie um, a while ago. I watched this in tandem with Spill a while back. And I went ahead and watched the movie again, just to, you know, brush myself up a little bit. And I went ahead and watched the trailer. Now, knowing what I know and watching the trailer, I'm going to be honest, in my personal opinion, I feel like the trailer did a pretty good job of not, it told you something, but it doesn't tell you exactly what's happening. It puts the MSBP, Munchausen Syndrome by proxy, it puts that out on blast, not the other twist. But the way it's cut up in the trailer, it's not out in the open so I will say now it does um fall in line with the likes of the movie Ma 
it also falls in line with misery as well. But I will say this is, and I haven't you haven't seen Ma yet? Mm-mm. Okay, I feel I like I can say this. And I've seen the trailer. I just haven't yeah. watched it. Well, see, the whole trailer of Ma gives it away pretty much. Um, That's probably why I didn't watch it. Yeah. If I can say this without giving away spoilers, the way that this movie relates to Ma is if we ever found out what else happened with her, as in Ma and her daughter Jeannie. This is that. This is exactly that movie. So I can definitely say that. But um, it does a really good job of not telling you what's going on, but it gives you a taste. So you're like, okay, we know this lady is crazy, but it didn't spoil the whole thing. So I thought that was pretty refreshing. I can give them that because, you know, I will tear a trailer down. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Ashley. Yes. Are you ready to go in the queue line? Yeah, come on, let's go. Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here is a wild ride. Okay, so I don't have a game this week, but I have a question. And spoiler alert, this question is a spoiler. (laughs) So if you haven't watched the movie, sorry in advance. What would you do if you found out that you were switched at birth? Oh, my goodness. If I was switched. Actually, not even switched at birth. My bad. Snatched at birth. Snatched? Snatched. Like, you weren't even switched out for a whole baby. You were just stolen. Now, am I in the same situation or am I I in my current situation? I would say I would just leave it at current situation because I, yeah, the other. Okay, well, my current situation, I don't live with my parents. They're in a different state. If I found out at this point that I was snatched, it would probably be a bit easier for me to do something about it, considering that they're not around. Right. Which, you know, that's <laughs> it's a lot of faith in them <laughs> thinking that I would never find out. But I think it would be a bit easier for me to communicate with my real, pe- my real presence, my <laughs> real parents, if they're still out there. I don't know. Like, that's if I was in their house, then... I don't know, because that mom of mine, one thing about her, she going to figure it out. Like she, like how last week when we talked about Miss um, Eloise, she going to put two and two together. She not no spring chicken. She not stupid. So I don't know how I would quite do it if I was in the house with them. But outside of the house, oh, I got this. This is a no-brainer. But I would definitely be shook. It's kind of crazy to find that out because it's like everything you knew for years is a lie. Right. So there's a part in, more spoiler, there's a part at the end where she talks about, um, I saved you from them. And what if she really did, though? What if that family was poor or something? Like, what if? But she don't, but she don't know. I'm not, I'm not justifying what she did at all. That's the thing. I'm like, when she said that in the movie, I was like, but you don't know that you just saw the baby and just snatched it. Yeah. You definitely just snatched the baby. It's not like you were, you know, in some movies where the person is plotting on stealing a child, you know, they actually like stalk the family for Mm -hmm. weeks and they get Mm -hmm. the background story and all that. No, she just saw the baby in the, in the little thing and just throw the baby out the nursery. Yeah. No defending at all. Just saying, who knows the what is. I couldn't even imagine, man. You ready to talk about it? Yes. <laughs> all right. Hold on tight, guys. When we come back, we're going to be talking about 2020's rhyme. Will she be okay? 
do everything for me. You teach me. You cook for me. Am I a burden? Sweetheart, I could do more. I'm your mom. It's my job to take care of you when you need me. And you need me. Are you okay, Mom? Of course I'm okay. I have you. trailer is not bad at all i just went ahead and watched it this morning before i watched it and i will say now that i've seen the trailer and i'll say this later when we get to the review it was it did make me knock the movie down a little bit because of some select editing choices the second time first time i watched it i just wanted to watch it just to see what was going on I'm like oh yeah this is good this is good but the second time i watched it after having watched the trailer, I'm like, dang, I wish they hadn't put that in there. I wish Hannah did that. Da, 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 da. But it still works as that whole mother-daughter lifetime type movie. I it was see. easy for me to figure out a lot of it. It was you know me figuring out the plot real early. Okay, come on, let's just talk about it. Okay. Okay. On. So the movies open with the movies. The movie opens with doctors trying to resuscitate a baby. And that kind of made me sad because they showed that the baby was blue. Yeah. It, like, gave me all the feels. They didn't have to show the baby like that. Right. But we then cut to Sarah Paulson. At this point, you don't really know her name yet. Mm-hmm. We cut to her lying in the bed where this, she's been wheeled to the NICU, where you see yeah. the infant lying in an incubator surrounded by hospital staff. She begins to cry and then ask if the baby will be okay, but there's silence behind her. Then the screen cuts to black and definitions slowly appear on the screen. So you get the first definition. It's arrhythmia, and that's an abnormality of electrical impulses in the heart causing irregular heartbeats. Then you have hemochromatosis, mm-hmm. which is an excess accumulation of iron in the bloodstream causing rashes and nausea. Then you have asthma, which is an inflammation of the airways and the lungs causing difficulty in breathing. Diabetes, an impairment of the pancreas to produce insulin, causing unstable glucose levels, and then paralysis, an inhibition of muscle function causing an inability to move, feel, walk, or run. And then all the words disappear except for run. So then the scene, next scene opens with a woman crying and sharing her story while a tissue box is being passed around. This is when we find out Sarah's name is Diane. 
She's at home. She's at a homeschool association monthly meeting, and the leader of the meeting is asking Diane how she feels about Chloe going to college. I she's, like how the lady is credited in the cast as crying hands. <laughs> and when I was going through the cast the first time, I'm like, crying hands? What are they talking about crying hands? And then the second you time I watched it. You never see her face. Yeah, I'm like, the second time I watched it, I'm like, they really gave it. Like, they couldn't give it some type of name, something. <laughs> so, um, Diane, after she's asked how she feels, Diane says she feels good but they hadn't received any acceptance letters, but Chloe is smart, brave, et cetera. She's the most capable person she knows and basically that she's not worried about her. But she yeah. said this in that weird stern voice that Sarah- Yeah, cause she's trying to like, she's saying like, you know, I can travel, I can date. You know how some moms feel now. We're not really clear on well, Diane's I, age. So actually I got a tinge of jealousy because she was saying that Chloe gets to do everything that she never got to do mm -hmm. so like she spent the past 17 years taking care of her and she couldn't date she couldn't go out to the movie she couldn't do any of these things but yeah. now that chloe is going off to experience it i caught a little underhand underhanded tinge of jealousy in her voice yeah i can see how you could pick that up i kind of took it as she was trying to reassure herself that like convince herself that she was believing herself I can see how, I could definitely see where jealousy comes in, but I also felt like, like I was saying earlier, we don't know um, their backstory, so maybe if she is ready for her, not ready for her to leave the house, but yeah, now I can have my own life outside of taking care of my daughter. Thankfully, she is independent, and I know she can take care of herself, so that way I can do all of these other things, but no, I definitely can see the jealousy tinge. We then see Chloe waking up in the morning. This scene goes through Chloe's daily routine, hacking up her lungs in the toilet, taking her glucose levels, insulin shots, inhaler pumps, watching her do her schoolwork, all the medicines that she has to take. Right, then basically proving her. what Diane just said. And I wanna go back really quick because it's a little, um, it's a little dark here because she definitely says, if it's someone not to worry about, it's her. But when you think about it in retrospect of watching it, she's kind of being cocky there when you think about it, because she knows damn well we don't have to worry about Chloe because I'm poisoning her. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, basically, we're just seeing basically what Diane said, like Chloe's very capable of taking care of herself. Yep. Um, so then you see Chloe racing to the front door to get the mail because you know that she's waiting on a university acceptance letter. And then, of course, her mom is like, oh, there's no mail for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's anything that I would tell you. And I already knew that she was keeping the mail for yeah. her. Mm -hmm. It was obvious. Like the first time is kind of like, a, oh, but that second time you definitely pick it up. Yeah. And then you also see the garden. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little garden. Side, right, I put a side note. I need a garden like that in my life, okay? Yeah, I'm like, it's a nice little garden. A little juicy little produce. Right, so after dinner, then you see that, you know, Chloe gets a chocolate if her sugar level is low enough. Mm -hmm. um, you also see that there's only one computer in the living room where Diane... Wait, before we get to the... Before we get there, did you see how many medicine bottles Homegirl had in her cabinet? I counted 10. Yeah, so hey, I was like, the school mode and the medicine Um... Yeah, so then after she gets her chocolate, then you see that there's only one computer in the living room where Diane can see whatever Chloe is looking at on the computer. Then we later see that Chloe is into robotics and that she's not allowed to have an iPhone. And then once she gets tucked in the bed at the end of the day, we see Diane in the basement 
in a chair, drinking wine, and watching old home movies of Chloe as a child. Before you go on to the next scene, I just want to throw this in here, uh, a little, we'll call this a D-180 inside joke between us and our viewers, listeners, they can't see us. <laughs> I'm into plants, right? So now sometimes when I watch horror movies, I can't help but spot plants in the background. Oh my God. a very beautiful pothos plant behind Chloe as she's doing her homework in this next scene. So now when we watch horror movies, guys, I'm going to be pointing them out, and we'll just make it a little game between us. Nothing serious, just, you know. Anyway, Chloe is sitting, doing her homework. <laughs> okay. So the next day, while Chloe is doing her work at the table, um, her mom comes home, and when she puts the bag of groceries on top of the car, she sees that there's a chocolate, the chocolate jar is, you know, sitting at the top of the bag. So when her mom brings the groceries in the house, she sneaks in the kitchen to, st to steal some chocolates, like a handful right. of chocolates, knowing right. this girl got diabetes. Hey, so, allegedly. I'm just saying, my nephew, he be on that too. Just, I don't, he be on that. <laughs> my grandfather be doing that same thing. He I was like, I feel y'all, because. So while she's in the bag, still in these chocolates, she sees a pill bottle at the bottom of the bag. Mm -hmm. The pill bottle is the green capsules that she takes every morning and night. And she sees that it's actually prescribed to her mother. Right. So later on, when Diane gives one to Chloe, Chloe said that she thought it was her mom's. Right, because she's seen her name on it. Right. And she was like, okay, why did you think that? She was like, you know, when I was looking for the chocolates, I saw that the pill bottle was in the bag. And, you know, we he had to gaslight her. Yeah, basically. Like, you gaslight her by making her seem crazy. Like, she didn't see your name on this bottle. Then lies and says, well, no, that's how they wrap the receipt around it. When she knows good and well, that's not how they write the receipt. But because you're my mom and I have to trust you, I have to let you gaslight me, which is so wrong on so many levels. Instead of answering her question about the pill bottle, she tells her that, you know, I adjust your dinner so that you could have chocolates. Like she changed the subject. Mm -hmm. And then says, right after saying that she you knows she adjusts it to give you chocolates, she then tells her that she's been called in to work tomorrow to substitute and that her, the Chloe's schoolwork will be left on the table for her. And then Chloe was like, um, but the pills though. <laughs> and then that's when that gaslighting happens. So the next day, Chloe takes her robotic arm into her mom's bathroom to get the pill bottle off the top shelf. After getting the bottle, she sees the mailman drive away. Chloe goes downstairs to check the mail, but when she opens the door, her mom was already outside with the mail already in her hands. And then behind her, behind Diane, you can see that the car door is wide open, the car's still running, headlights on and everything. So right. clearly, Diane be racing to get the mail before Chloe. Right. So when Chloe gets back to her room, she checks the bottle and finds a pharmacy label for trigoxin with her name on it. When she expects the, inspects the label, she sees that is covering the original label that she saw before. So later that night, she sneaks downstairs to try to look up trigoxin online, but their internet no longer works. So, and then you can see in the background, like when she leans back, you can see her mom's in the background. You know what's funny? When she was first coming down the steps in her chairlift, I saw her mom sitting back there. Now see, that was in the trailer. And this is what I meant by like, once I seen the trailer and then watched the movie, that moment was ruined. Now, when I first watched it, I knew there was gonna be some type of jump scare. I just wasn't sure what. I didn't know if she was gonna come down the hall and like ask what she was doing. But 
seeing that in the trailer and seeing that it played out the exact same way did kind of ruin that for me the second time. I also want to point out that I'm very proud of this movie and I have to give you points for using an actual search engine. How many times in freaking horror <laughs> movies have we used search.com or I don't even know. I can't even tell you the ridiculous ones I have seen, but I just want to give a hand to them for using an actual search engine because I couldn't take it. But you know what's so funny? I didn't see the trailer, so I didn't know that that's what um, was shown already. Right. Mm-hmm. But because I watch a lot of, well, not a lot of, but because I watch The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, it's like a running thing to try to find the ghosts that are in the mo- in the show. Mm-hmm. Because they the people are just like standing in random places and like, oh my God, there's someone standing back there. Yeah. So just from me watching those shows, coming down the steps I was automatically looking in the background like homegirl sitting back there looking like a whole creep right and she cut the internet on purpose right so the next day which comes back later yeah the next day um when she is well when Chloe's coming down the steps Mm -hmm. she hears her mom on the phone allegedly with the internet company so apparently the internet will be down for up to a month so then um, Chloe asked, was that the internet? Diane was like, yeah, but how did you know that? And then Chloe makes up a story about looking up something regarding her 3D printer, right. but couldn't look it up because the internet was down. Right. Now, now, another little game we're going to play here at D180 is called D180 Black Mama Alert. Chloe was very smart here because that line could have went left real quick. Now she was like, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Because there was no internet. It was the way she said it. And I'm telling you, has she said that with a different diction? John A., you and I both know. <laughs> that one. <laughs> like, look at, guys, you can't see our faces, but we both just had flashbacks of a time when we might have been a little bit too sassy. But listen, I got jacked up this summer for telling my mama that I was not. This summer? This summer, before I moved out. <laughs> this summer. Mind you, I am, this. I was 27 in the kitchen at night cooking a skillet cookie. I don't know know if you guys know of BJ's Brewery and Restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have a skillet cookie that they serve with ice cream. Mm -hmm. So I found the recipe, made the skillet cookie for me and my brothers. As you do. And my mom told me, this isn't done, but I like my cookies semi-doughy mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like them completely hard I like them right. semi-doughy and mm-hmm. my mom was like I don't want you to serve this to them da, 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 da. and I was refusing to put the cookie back in the oven because I'm like I made the cookie the way I wanted to it's not it's not cooked to your standards but for me right this is how I want my cookie girl my mom jacked the shit out of yeah, no, at 27, you gave it a little too much. You stood on your feet too strong. That's what it was. Stood on my feet too strong. My little brother's came. And she was yelling. My brother was one of my brothers in the shower. He came flying down the steps. The other brother came. My dad was looking like, what the hell is going on? Instigating in the house. Dang. Now I'm going getting yelled at. Anyway. Girl, I'm at 27. 20, 27. <laughs> I'm just saying, good job, Chloe. You got the right one. My mama crazy, but I guess you could have found out a little bit more in that sure. instance. <laughs> okay. So later, while Diane is outside watering the garden, Chloe mm-hmm. dials the pharmacy 
the local pharmacy, then hangs up when um, the pharmacist asks if it was Diane because she recognized the number. Right. She then dials 411 to be connected to a pharmacy in Seattle. Yes. But Tell me about, have you ever dialed 411 before? All the time. How accurate was this scene? Because it's so annoying. And I have a little um, surprise, well, not surprise, a little Easter egg here. But how annoying is that long intro? When, especially, as I said earlier, this is one of those scenes where, as Johnny said, Diane is out in the garden. So we know she's tending to her tomatoes and bell peppers, but Chloe's trying to find out this information. So we're getting a scene where it's back and forth, trying to make sure we got enough time to figure this out. And the whole time, 411 is giving the whole street address and the longitude and the latitude. But one thing I like to point out is like, give the um, name and state where you like to locate, blah, 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 blah. And I love that it says Dairy, Maine. Do you know why? No. Well, Dairy, Maine is from it, from Stephen King. That's the city. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's a few little Easter eggs of other horror movies in this movie that I definitely liked because I'm that type of fan. But anyway, after she gets off the phone with the incredibly long 411, what does she do, Jane? Oh, but before she hung up off the phone with them, she hung up because they were like, okay, we'll connect you, but we're going to charge you for this. But also with that now, answer me this. Even if she's seen the charge, and this just could be the liar in me because I'm very good at it, um, without context. Uh, <laughs> why couldn't you just say that you called 411 to figure out what was wrong with your 3D printer? Duh. That's all you had to say, sis. Because I don't really know what comes up on the bill. Because mind You're you, right. I've actually gotten in trouble You're right. for calling 411. I've gotten in trouble for calling the 1-800 numbers. Oh. I've gotten in trouble for lots of things. Hmm. Yes, okay. I called the one eight hundred number. I was curious in middle school, seeing the little numbers pop up on the screen, and I would call them. And <laughs> I thought that hanging up before you actually got to talk to the person, they wouldn't charge you. Yeah, I was wrong, yeah. <laughs> and I got in trouble. You're right because old school phone bill days, those numbers definitely did pop up on the bill. So yes, you are exactly right. All right, go ahead. My dad had a printout of every number that I called on the bill. Because remember, growing up, the phone wasn't free. No, honey. honey. Your cell phone was not free before nine o'clock. So I could not talk to my friends before nine o'clock p.m. Could not talk to your secret little boo. I had a bedtime too. So I wasn't supposed to be on the phone at a certain time either. My dad had that log of every phone number, or how long I was on the phone, and what times were calls made. So, yes. uh, oh my God, good oh my God, times. So <laughs> Growing up in the early thousands, in the early aughts, good times. Good times. Okay, so after she hangs up with 411, she then dials a random stranger to ask him to look up this drug for her. Mm-hmm. And that was a funny conversation because I love this whole scene. Relationship drama in the back. And yes. she's trying to reassure him that the girl is came on the hip. Girl funny. But he ends up telling her that trigoxin actually treats heart conditions and he's a red capsule. So he was like, this is intense. Is this what you take? <laughs> and then she freaks out. I absolutely so, like how they do the reveal of this scene though. Were you about to mention that? Okay, well, this, what I'm talking about in particular is she's asking him, as Shanae said, she's asking him info on appeal. He tells her 
you know, this is what it is, this is what it ain't. And she says, do they all look the same? What color is the pill? And instead of telling us, like, instead of the audience hearing what color the pill is, we just jump to a red tomato. So we know that the pill's red and it's not green mm-hmm. before he even tells us it's red. And that's something I, I definitely like smart things like that in a movie. But go ahead. It was just something that chilled me a little bit. So then at dinner, Chloe asked to go to the movies with her mother. Which so. was like, and you know, John A., me and you are one of the same. We're very, very sly girls. I was just like, you're not slick. I know what you're doing, but <laughs> I'm, I will follow with you. I'm following you. So the next day, before heading out to the movies, Chloe puts a handful of pills in her pocket that she's been hiding in a piggy bank. And why would you take them out so sloppily? My thing was, okay, that's fine. You keeping them in your piggy bank, that's actually pretty smart. But ma'am, you are in a wheelchair. It's not like you can just like move with a quickness. You know what I'm saying? Like just pop one out. Like I understand there were more than one different type of pill. I believe it was other pills in there too. Yeah. But you only needed one pill. You did not need all them pills. Because what if you drop some on your way out the door and then she found them? What were you going to do then? But I know movies got a movie, so I'm going to lay off her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so during the film, mm-hmm. Chloe says that she has to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. but then she, instead of going to the bathroom, she sneaks out the movie theater, goes across the street to the pharmacy, cuts in line, and there asks the pharmacist about the green pill. And I so like this she, scene because we also get another horror service for the fans. Did you happen to catch the name of the pharmacist? Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. You know who Kathy Bates is? Bates Motel. That's what you would think, but no, it's actually Kathy Bates from the movie Misery, who is... Oh, I haven't even seen Misery. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> Kathy Bates also has Munchausen Syndrome. If you know the movie, you know the movie, but that that's not a spoiler at all about that movie, so you're fine, but just a little fan service. <laughs> so at pharmacy when she gives her the green pill she lies to the pharmacist that she's playing a game with her mom to get information about the pill and so the pharmacist then tells her that it's actually a muxel relaxer for dogs prescribed to prescribed to diane's non-existent dog which may cause leg paralysis if ingested by humans so then chloe has an asthma attack diane runs into the pharmacy tells everybody to back the heck up and then injects her with a sedative without anyone looking now, I know you are very smart, Janae. Would you have put two and two together when Chloe asked you as a pharmacist what would happen if a human takes it and you tell her your legs will go numb? Would you put two and two together there? As a pharmacist, hell yeah, I would have. Okay, okay. But you know, movies got a movie. But go ahead, keep going. Like, why would you ask me what would happen if a human takes the pills? And you just happen to be in a wheelchair. Like... And then you hear, no. you got him in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so when they get home, mm-hmm. Diane is seen in the kitchen walking through a conversation out loud of what she would say to the pharmacist. Right. She then hops on her laptop to seemingly type a letter to Chloe's doctor, which so happened to be Dr. Kasabin, which is one of the producers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she then furiously deletes the email right and starts to look up household neurotoxins which also tells you that the internet is working now so she's been doing this 
And also the fact that she has a laptop. Yeah. So, okay. So Chloe wakes up in the house, locked in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. She tries to unlock it herself. Like she picks the lock, mm-hmm. but it's still locked. Diane jerry-rigged a hoe to block the door from opening. Wait a minute, one second. Before we get into this scene, um, when she takes her home and we see the shower scene, and you might have brought up the shower scene, but I just didn't get to bring this up. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. I really wanted to know more about those scars on her back. So according to the extras, I didn't watch all of them. Mm-hmm. But I only watched the beginnings of a couple of them. But mm-hmm. you were going to find out about the scars on the back during the deleted scenes. So they did okay. delete some scenes um one deleted scene was at the dinner table when she brings up the pills yeah she asks you know mom am I a burden blah 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 blah. and that was like a deleted scene because she thought that her mom was sick so she didn't think that the pills were for her she thought that you know her mom was sick and you know taking care of her was a huge burden and she Mm -hmm. was offering to take on more responsibility you know i'll cook i'll help you do this you do so much for me blah 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 but that scene was deleted because i was wondering i don't know if you've seen the 1976 version of carrie um i was trying to figure out if she was doing the margaret white thing and self-mutilating herself but i do like the explanation you gave so thank you no so there is there something happened to um diane as a child and that was going to be shown in another deleted scene that i'll say later because it hasn't happened yet but um yeah it wasn't they they had to and it's so funny because the director said that the these three scenes that were cut out were his favorites but they had to delete them Mm -hmm. why i don't know but he said they had the decision to delete like really honestly in the last hours of editing that sucks sometimes because i feel like um there are so many movies we'll talk about in the future that could have benefited from keeping their deleted scenes so i definitely can understand that but i'll definitely um get to watching those so i can see it but thanks for telling me that because i definitely wanted to know so chloe wakes up in the house it's like 3 45 p.m and she realized that she's locked in her bedroom mm-hmm. mom's not home yeah so she tries to um pick the lock to unlock the door herself she unlocks it but she still can't open it because her mom used a hoe to a backhoe to um block the door from opening she -hmm. looks outside that's when she sees the car is gone so she hatches a plan to get out the room she Mm -hmm. checks her she checks her sugar levels eats the food then ties together all these extension cords well plugs them up and ties them together she drinks water but doesn't swallow the water she then climbs out the window, shimmies across the roof to her Looking mom's like a superhero. Right. <laughs> with, all with water in her mouth. Mm-hmm. When she gets to the window, she plugs up her soldering tool. Mm-hmm. Once it heats up, she puts the tool against the window to, so that it cracks a little yeah. bit. Then she spits water on the window to make it crack even more so it breaks. Right. Which I was like, damn, this girl was smart. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, she's an engineer, so it makes sense. And I like how... Like, movies doing smart things like that, because why else would she have that machine? And why else would she know how to do that? Listen, so, wait, sense. okay, I will tell you how I got excited a little bit once, and then it's coming up, I'm tell you, okay. So, once the window breaks, she climbs through the window and lands in her mom's room. Once she gets on the floor, she begins to have an asthma attack and has to shimmy to her room to get in her inhaler. 
So as she's shimmering out the room, you see that the phone line has been cut. Right. So when she makes it to her hailer and she's laying on the floor, I actually saw an engineering book <laughs> that yeah. I had from college. Don't you like stuff like that? Yes. I'm always like, in the background oh, of the movie. I love spotting things like that. Okay. <laughs> so after she takes her um oh, wait, her trailer, there, I didn't like this little line here before we get the jump cut to the next scene where she takes a puff of her inhaler and she goes, mother, but it cuts the F word out. Yeah. Like it was just one of those editing choices where it takes me from theater to lifetime debut. And you're going to hear me say lifetime debut. If I ever say that, that means I think it's PP. If you ever hear me say PP, I mean like poor people quality on bootleg. That's what that means. So, <laughs> yeah, like it just seemed real like I didn't need you to say that. Just take a puff of the inhaler and keep it moving to this next scene with your little chair. Okay, so in the next scene, um, she tries to go down the stair lift, but we see that that's been cut too. So Chloe pushes her chair over the lift and down the stairs. Then she flings herself down the stairs too. So did, With, does she break her wrists or her forearms? What ha like? I honestly couldn't tell. Yeah, because then she lifts herself up and goes out the door. But I'm trying to figure out like, did she like? There's something that happens before that, but yes. So while she's laying on the floor, she realizes, mm -hmm. realizes that she's able to move her toes. And right. that's only because she stopped taking those green pills. Exactly. So she then lifts herself up into the wheelchair and escapes the house. And now she's really actually badly injured. And she's sitting here rolling yeah. herself up the road. Yeah. So she ends up flagging down the mailman. Mm -hmm. She tells the mailman what happened. And diane arrives shortly after because you know she chasing that mail truck to get to the mailbox before chloe can get the mail right so she fails to convince the mailman to let her see chloe because he's like nah i'm taking her to the hospital she's badly injured you're not seeing her yada 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 you heard her all that stuff right and so once he gets her in the back of the truck um, as he's about to close, you know, the door or whatever, homegirl sedates him. And then Chloe wakes up in the basement, chair chained, with her wheelchair chained. So while in the basement, um, Chloe discovers her college acceptance letters in the trash, as well as a box of photos and documents that show Diane's real daughter died two hours after birth. But and before we get there, it's just like, ma'am. If you're going to lock this person in the basement of all places, hide your shit. Like, why is that out in the open? I really had a problem. Now, when I first watched it, um, I noticed that the letters were in the trash can. But as much as you leave the house, throw that in a dumpster somewhere else. She's in a wheelchair. She's not going to go that far. Like... No disrespect, but she's not going to get that far. Like, throw them in another trash can. And as far as the um, box with all her little keepsakes and God knows. Okay, so the thing about it is she's in the basement, and she would never go in the basement because there was no she chair. Wouldn't. I know that she would never go in the basement, but I'm saying if you're going to lock her down there, even with her being chained to it, you know that this girl gets out of her chair and scoots around. 
you've seen that this girl has clearly been capable of getting herself in places that she needs to go. Hide your things. Like, girl, at this point, she was spiraling. She ain't cared. <laughs> yeah. She killed the mailman. Oh, she really did. Okay. <laughs> so, she, um, in those box of documents mm-hmm. and photos, she sees that Diane's real daughter died two hours after birth. Diane stole Chloe as a child, and then she sees a photo of her walking as mm-hmm. a child. So then this is when we get a flashback of Diane at the beginning of the movie um, in front of the incubator again. And this is the point where she turns around. Then you see her crying in the hospital bed, rocking the dead baby. Mm-hmm. And then you see her standing at the window to the nursery, staring at the babies when you see Chloe um, is wheeled in. So now we're back in the present. Diane comes downstairs and, you know, offers to start fresh or whatever. And this is when Chloe accuses Diane of stealing her, poisoning her, and asks her, you know, was I ever really sick? Mm-hmm. Diane denies all these accusations and insists that she did everything to help Chloe. Um, then Chloe's like, you didn't do this to help me. You don't yeah. need this to help me. Right. So that's when Diane, you know, fills a syringe with household neurotoxins. Chloe freaks out and is like, I don't want to die. She scoots into the storage room, locks herself in the room. But before Diane can open up the door, she gets a bottle of organophosphate and drinks mm-hmm. it, forcing Diane to hospitalize her. And I hate that before she drinks it, she gives another line like, you need me. Like, girl, just drink it if you about that. Like, just drink it. <laughs> now, that's what I'm saying now. Things like that in movies, like, or um, a little bit rewinding a bit. We don't have to go back to it. But um when she's looking at the pill, we can read, sis. We might not have known how to pronounce it, but thank the Lord I did. But I didn't need you to say the name of the pill out loud. Like, just little moments like that where I know you just did that because you think the audience is dumb. Have more faith in your audience. We're a little smarter than you think, you know? So go ahead. So this is actually, this scene where she finds the box of stuff mm-hmm. is one of the deleted scenes that I was talking about earlier. Um, I didn't actually watch the whole scene, but at the beginning of the clip, um, the director did say that there was a scene where, in this deleted scene where she's looking in the box of photos, this is when you find out about the grandma, Diane's mother, and how she got those scars on her back. But I didn't watch this, though. But that's when you find out about the scars. So Chloe wakes up in a hospital bed, weak and unable to speak because she's intubated. The doctors tell her mother that um a mental health expert has to evaluate chloe when she can talk again because you know she tried to commit suicide so now she's considered high risk Mm -hmm. back in the hospital room chloe tries to write down a message to the nurse but can barely write and then diane leaves to set off the blue code blue alarm so you think diane set that off i think she said that okay i was wondering because i'm like there's no way that that had to be perfectly timed you know so once, you know, that code blue goes off and that nurse leaves the room, she kidnaps Chloe before she can be questioned. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, while they're, you know, going through their escape, the nurse comes back. She discovers that Chloe's missing and she alerts security once she sees that um, Chloe had written mom on that paper. Wait, time out. Can we go back? Can we talk about the two being pulled out of this poor baby's body? No. <laughs> okay. No. Please. All right. I tried, guys. I tried. I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. 
Um, Diane is wheeling Chloe down the hall and poor thing cannot speak or do anything about it. Yeah, you can see her trying to like make say, eye contact. Help me, help me to people, but it was not working. People but, were looking like she looking at her like she was crazy though, but yeah. so I mean when you when you look at it, she just looks really high and out of it. Mm-hmm. But you can also I don't know. I don't know, because I probably would have thought she was high and out of it. But Diane was being a little shifty, so I don't know if I would have put two and two together instantly in a hospital. But Yeah. So, because really, it could have looked like, oh, my God, I'm rushing my baby. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you're going in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> when um, they're making their grand escape, when they get to a top of the escalator, and that's when they stop. So she's pausing, trying to, you know, figure out, okay, which way am I going to go? When she finally decides to make the move, Chloe's feet are stopping the wheelchair, Mm -hmm. which was a little suspect for me, because if you haven't been able to walk for years, you're just getting feeling back in your feet. How do your feet and your legs have enough strength to stop you from getting pushed? Well, we got to suspend our belief because, you know, this is after she sees the um, University of Washington be boundless signs so she's being boundless right now so we have to just i know i have to go with it girl i'm with you no i'm right with you i'm right with you (laughs) okay so she stops the wheelchair and then um diane goes to the front of the wheelchair and sees that you know her feet are stopping it and she looks shocked really and then uh, chloe says she doesn't need her by this time the security reaches chloe Mm -hmm. and diane they're like, stop. Diane yells, we are going home while raising up her gun. And they instantly shoot her in the shoulder and she falls down the steps. I thought she's about to be dead because of the way that she landed. Her knee was yeah. displaced and there was blood coming from behind her head. Yeah, she I'm like, no, she's head. motionless. Like, I'm like, she's not moving. I thought she was dead. But it but turns out. <laughs> she wasn't. So now, apparently it's seven years later. Um, you see Chloe going into a correctional facility. She's still using her wheelchair, but mm-hmm. you see that she has partial use of her legs because she takes a cane and she's able to walk the metal detector. Mm-hmm. You find out that she regularly visits Diane, who is bedridden in prison. Chloe, you know, updates on her, updates Diane on the fact that she's married, her children, her career, and all that. And then she spits out. But wait, but wait, we also learned she's met her real parents, too. Yeah. Then she spits out the canine muscle relaxers that her mom used to give her because they mm. were wrapped in like, so, you know, these drug mule movies, when you sneaking drugs into the prison, you stick that joint in like plastic, you either stick it up your booty hole or you swallow it right before so that you could throw it back up. I watch a lot of, a lot of drug movies. Okay. Y'all, so, no, I'm shaking. Well, I know you guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head because you guys don't see the way her eyes just dazzled <laughs> as she told this story. Like, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Yes. So she spits out the muscle relaxers in her hand and she says, I love you, mom. Now open wide. And then the movie ends. Now I have reser- I have a few reservations about this movie. Now, um, it's apparent to me that this is something that Chloe has been doing for a minute. I was watching a YouTube video and it says that there's also a reason that she can't talk as well. And that's why she hasn't said anything. 
but I haven't figured out what exactly that is. I don't know if it's a pill that she's giving her along with that muscle relaxant. But the second time I looked at it, all those pills looked the same. No, there was one that was different. Okay. I think it was like two that were different because you have the one muscle relaxer and it was two other ones that were the same. Okay. So I was trying to figure out was she giving her something that was probably stopping or closing her throat up or something like that. Going back to the scene in the beginning when Diane is talking about or being very elusive to how confident she is in her daughter, it's like um, you kind of see when you watch it the second time, you see that she's really not confident. This is more um, coming from a controlling nature, especially once you watch it for the second time. You see she's dealing with psychological issues from losing a child. You Mm -hmm. see that now that you've told me this, I know that she's gone through something as a child herself. And her whole life, she's been having to deal with basically keep up, keeping up this entire lie. Mm-hmm. But on Chloe's part, I'm trying to figure out, does she have Stockholm Syndrome? Or is she really just seeking revenge on this lady? Because it's kind of like, if I find my real parents and I get out of this situation, do I keep messing with this lady and get revenge on her? Or... Do I really still care about this lady, but I'm still going to fuck with her, though? You see what I'm saying? So at first, I thought that she still cared about her. Because she's calling her mom and all of that. So that made me feel like, does she care? Is this Stockholm Syndrome? Or is this like, no, this is revenge, and I'm just being a butthole by calling you mom? I think she's still building a butthole because she's talking about now. She said you met him. She met that. She met her real parents. She even said, you know... They met their grandparents. She was saying that her child, I forgot the child's name, met her grandparents. And she said, I think she likes mine the best. So she's like mm-hmm. rubbing it in Diane's face yeah. that she's with her parents. Her children met her parents and they mm-hmm. like her parents the best. Mm-hmm. And here she is strapped in the hospital bed, can't talk, can't walk, looking like she in fear. Yeah. And there's also another thing about this movie. There's so much foreshadowing in this movie. In the very beginning, when we have Diane laying in the hospital bed as she's first giving birth and the wheelchair is wheeled into her, exactly mirrors the scene where she's in a hospital bed yet again and Chloe comes up to her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other parts I pointed out as we were going through the review, but this movie was a little bit heavy on the foreshadowing. Or um, there's another part, I can't think about it. It has something to do with Chloe standing up, and I can't think about it right now. But there's a lot of obvious foreshadowing going on in this movie. But all in all, I actually did like it. But, Janae, how did you feel about it? I liked it. And, again, it reminded me of another movie that I already talked about, The Act, which Mm -hmm. is a Hulu movie, too. And so, like, throughout the movie... It was like I was predicting what was happening, but also because it reminded me so much of that, I was like, where are we, where is this going? Yeah. So, excuse me. Uh, I lost my train of thought. You were saying that it reminded you a lot of the acts. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say after that. You like the movie? it just seemed really familiar to me yes now I will agree with you keep going yeah it seemed really familiar to me I just didn't expect it to turn the way that it did Mm -hmm. but I do want to ask you that I want to ask you 
I caught on I to the movie the whole time. I I really hate it when I predict the movie. Yeah, out of it for me. But I still yeah. When I was like, as I said earlier, when I was saying it's good, it's good, it's good. I knew, like I said, I knew she'd like it because it has something to do with true crime, and this mm-hmm. falls in line with the essence of John A. Now, what I do want to ask you is, did you spot the second twist? The first twist, I kind of figured that out very, very early before we even found out. The first twist is us finding out that she's actually taking dog pills. Like dog pills. Oh, yeah. The second twist is us finding out that that's not even her mom. So, yes. That the the twist about her being snatched at birth, that was the part that I wasn't expecting. Okay. But I knew that she was sick. Like I like not really sick. Like I knew that her mom was making her sick. Okay, same. So I knew that. I just just the the snatched at birth part, I was like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. Now I just wanted I wanted to ask you that because same for me, as you said, I was just curious. That was going to have something to do with my rating. I was like, okay, now, Johnny tells me that she figured it out all in the beginning. Then, you know, this might sway my decision a little bit. But since yeah, you no. say you were the same as me, man, I can. Yeah, like I knew that I knew I wasn't expecting her to say it was dog pills, though. But I knew that she was taking something that was mm. inhibiting her from walking. Yeah. As well oh. as like rashes and all that stuff, too. Poor child. I know. Can you just imagine this whole time? You could have been doing all this stuff. You were walking, kid. But speaking of... Are you ready to go to the souvenir shop? Why, of course. There's not a lot there, but I mean, yeah. We can go. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. Okay, so the one poster that I saw that... um, Well, there's more than one poster, but I'm just going to talk about this one. This one is a black and white photo of Sarah Paulson looking scared. And within her hair, there is a red and black and white picture of um, Kiera Allen screaming in a wheelchair. Then at the bottom of the screen, at the bottom of the screen, but at the bottom of the poster, it says run, all caps, all red. And then underneath it says you can't escape a mother's love. Right. So the poster that I noticed, this one um, really gives me... It vaguely reminds me of the Bad Seed, but it really, really reminds me of Suspiria. If you've seen the original poster, not the new uh, 2000, what, 18 version, I believe that is. Might be 19, don't sue me. But what it is, it's the tagline, as John A. just said, you can't escape a mother's love, a true dose of paranoia, this Mother's Day weekend run, when it had that Mother's Day release. And what it looks like, it actually is a, play on the eyes when you look at it. When I first saw it, I didn't realize that it's actually Chloe at the top of the stairs. I thought it was Sarah Paulson at the top of the stairs. When you look at it, you can see that she's in a wheelchair. Sarah Paulson is at the bottom of the stairs. But when you look at it and you kind of play with it, it kind of plays tricks on you a little bit. But I definitely believe that it does mess with your head a little bit. That's really all the... um, Posters I got for this movie. It wasn't like we got too many for Spill. You can see uh, Hulu had different marketing for it, but it's all really the same. It's just a matter of placing it differently on the sheet, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, outside of that, outside of those two posters, there wasn't really much of anything on the movie. But um, Rotten Tomatoes gave Run a 90%, Metacritic gave it a 67%, and IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10. So, what is your rating, Ashley? Um, Okay, so the first time I seen it, yeah, I was like, oh, this is a good movie. Is it original? Absolutely not. Is it predictable? Yeah. (laughs) Is it predictable? Yes, it is. However, it still it still does good in a lot of areas. I have to give it that. And because of that, I'm going to give this movie a 63. A 63? Yeah, because okay, like I do like the movie. It's not, I am grading it a bit harshly because it's not um it could have been a little more scarier. And when I say scarier, I don't mean like gore and all of that, but I mean there could have been more lingering tension for me. There could have been higher stakes for me. I would have liked, definitely would have liked to go into that scar detail. Definitely would have definitely would have wanted to know more about Diane. Just a little bit. And it didn't have to be nothing crazy. Just a little bit more to know like, what made her tick like this? Did she lose a baby doll when she was younger and it just scarred her or something like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm definitely making that up. But yeah, no, I have to give this as high as I can go as a 63%. Don't hate me, guys. (laughs) So I was struggling with whether or not I wanted to be in the 70s or the 80s. Mm -hmm. But because I liked it as much as I like Spoh, Right. I'm gonna get an 80, the same as though. Same as last week? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I liked it, and I feel like I would be doing it a disservice if I said, like, 75, because I actually did like it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I can feel that. Well, Janae. Yes? I think our stay in the park is almost over, but before we go, we have to let the people know what we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? Oh, you don't know, girl. We are watching, once again, we're watching 2020's The Dark and the Wicked. Now, I have not seen this movie. I don't know anything about this movie. And see, here's the thing. I was about to literally just Google it, but I'm going to refrain. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have no idea what this movie is about, what's going on here. I'm getting the gist that you don't know. The Dark and the Wicked. She's looking it up right now. Oh, gosh. It's an hour and 35 minutes. Okay, if it's not too specific, if it doesn't give anything crazy away. It's a Shutter original. Yes. Okay. It just gives one sentence. Okay. It says, Louise and Michael return home to say goodbye to their dying father, but soon begin to suffer from a darkness marked by waking nightmares. Oh, I'm into nightmares. Shout out to Freddie. (laughs) i'm excited i mean like i said i don't know much about this movie but we're gonna be watching the dark and the wicked next week guys so stay with us well yeah i don't know too much about this movie but i'm excited because it has something to do with nightmares so we're gonna see what happens in this movie johnny i think it's time for us to leave this park but we'll be back and you guys can link up with us next week when we take this ride down the dark and the wicked Say bye, Johnny. Bye, y'all. Y'all should see her dancing. <laughs>